Seth, great to talk to you. As always. For those who are just joining us, Seth and I are talking tonight, 7-28-2022, year of our Lord. And I'm speaking about Derek Jeter, of course, um, 2022. Um, Seth, three quick topics I want to discuss with you before we dive into everything tonight. First, our Yankees. They had a great historic start. They're, they're fumbling a bit lately. Um, really, two questions in one. Are you A, surprised? B, how do you feel about the overall team? Go. Um, I'm still happy about this team. They're still overperforming what I expected them to do. Um, I didn't think they'd be playing, you know, 750 ball the entire season. So I think coming, coming back to earth a little bit, but also, I mean, I think people are just getting a little touchy about this Mets series. You know, the Mets are a good team. They, they lost last night. Max Scherzer was starting. I mean, you know, that's a game they probably don't win anyways, you know, even though Glaber had a late home run there and kind of tied it up for a little bit. I kind of had that feeling when they took Holmes out after just the one inning, they weren't going to hold that lead for whatever reason. But I'm not too concerned just because they've dropped a couple of games to the Mets here. Um, I am, I'm actually – I'm kind of rooting for a Subway series. I feel like this is the first time in a long time we could see like a Mets Yankees matchup in the World Series here, so I'm still optimistic. Um, I think a lot's riding on their starters. I know they just made a move for Ben Attendee. I'm hoping they're still kind of in the Luis Castillo sweepstakes there, uh, or maybe add another, you know, maybe another arm of the bullpen or something like that. So I'm hoping Cashman makes a couple moves here before the deadline to kind of bolster the roster, but. I like the team. Like I said, I'm positive about the team. They've over, they've exceeded my expectations, and I'm I'm excited to see them in the playoffs. Me too. Uh, wow, great, great radio, Jake. Um, but I actually agree with pretty much everything you just said. I think they had to. I mean, saying they're coming to earth, like they're still one of the best teams in the league, and you look who they lost to. Like they've lost to the Red Sox, the Astros, and the Mets. This is like going to be one of the hardest parts of their schedule. And I mean, they've lost a lot of close games. It's it's funny coming into the season, I was super negative. And I, throughout that entire streak, I was like, I really want them to get more players. Like I just, whatever, whatever. Now that it's like hitting the fan, like this, it's hard to complain when they started off that strong, like the division's not really in play. And people who are like worried about the first place with the Astros, like, honestly, we're going to need to win a series on the road. Like the, like the idea that we can't win a series on the road in the playoffs in baseball, of all sports, like get out of here. Like just stop. We, it, it's nice to have it, but win the division, get out of the wild card round. Let, we'll yeah. be fine. Like, I, I would also say, Judge, in, in my mind, is the best player in baseball right now. Unless, I mean, you're talking about Otani, who can pitch and hit, but just as a pure position player right now, I think Judge is the best position player in baseball. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big, I don't say I'm a big problem. I, I do believe in analytics. And metrics. I do think it's gotten a little out of hand, though. Like the idea. I mean, the, I could be wrong, but just the idea that you can be so good in one thing, namely offense, and have that override so many other facets of the game. Like, I just it has. That's my biggest problem with the wins above replacement. Although I do understand that it, therein lies the inherent issue with the stat and trying to find a holistic stat. So. I think it's the best of a lot of bad options. Okay, I'm, I'm going to get us back on track. I'm going to stop going down that. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, if he hits 60 home runs, I think it'll be awesome. So I the, like, the, I feel like that's kind of going on too. And so I really like following him this season. 
Oh, Judge. I thought about Otani for a second. Um, yeah, no, Judge is great. If, if There's a lot of special things. And you know what? If we – I'm enjoying it. I'm not – I'm not really going to try and be a crazy fan. Uh, yeah, I think if there's no, if we're panicking now, there's no need to panic in July for any reason. Even if like we were down 10, well, down 10 games, no, that's not good. But like July is no time to panic. It's fine. They already got Ben Intendi. They're going to get more people. Like I think they're going to reload. So, okay. Question two. And I'll keep this really brief for me. Marvel Thor came out. It made over three hundred million um, globally in the first week, and it's now racked up about six hundred million over the last two weeks. Um, heading into week three, it looks like this movie is going to finish around seven hundred million, like between seven eight hundred million dollars. <clears throat> At first, that sounds bad when you think about the last Thor made eight hundred fifty four, and a lot of these movies are making a lot of movies are making more than that. I do think it's not that bad when you consider that if you account like China, China and Russia accounted for a lot of that 854 million. I, I personally don't think this Thor film alone is the worst thing, but it's been proposed that this kind of under, I don't want to say underwhelming, but like maybe under underperforming or not as good as they expected for Thor combined with Eternals, Black Widow and some of the like duds on the TV series. Has Marvel lost its sheen? I've like that. That's been an argument that's been, I think, being tried to t- basically being tossed around since Thor: The Dark World. Uh, but I actually think, like, I'm gonna, I'm not going to go into it all now on my many issues. But asking you, a non-fan, do you feel like anything's changed with Marvel the last few years? Like, do you think it's losing? Like, obviously, I, I love it, so it's not going to change for me. But I'm curious to get your opinion about where. Do you think it's starting to lose? I, maybe not the luster's not the right word, but maybe like just maybe it's nothing other than the box office. Like, I think there had to be a natural come down from like the, the end game period, kind of the pinnacle of it yeah. all, I guess I would say. Like there has to be some sort of come down from that. I don't think these movies have performed well box office wise. In terms of like the critical reception, I think they've all been about. I feel like the recipe, I think, has pretty much been the same or, like, the same level. Uh, with mo- I've seen most of those. I haven't seen the new Thor movie, though. Um, but, like, I don't, you know. Wait. The- <laughs> I just said to wait. It'll be on Disney in, like, three weeks. It's worth waiting for. Yeah. But, like, my like, I can remember the days where, like, the second or third movie in a franchise was kind of, like, would get out of hand and the, the, the money would drop off a ton. And so it's interesting to me that with these Marvel movies, people still expect growth movie after movie. And like, to some degree they've been able to do that, but that's also kind of unsustainable. So especially when you're talking about the solo franchises, it's just kind of unsustainable to keep growing with no bounds. And so I think they they had a peak with the end game and everything kind of culminating. Um, and now I think it's not that they're doing bad. These are still, I mean, 700 million dollars is a shitload of money and that's nothing to like be ashamed of, right? especially for a standalone franchise in it's like what fourth or fifth iteration or something. And so, you know, again, I think it's just, they're at a point now with these, with this Marvel universe where it's like, there's gotta have to be some peaks, not, and not some valleys, but like you just have to plateau a little bit before you can reach the next peak. So I don't think they've lost their luster or anything. Like I, th- I think they know what they're doing, obviously. Um, but I think, you know, they're just kind of gaining ground to, to their next kind of large peak. And I saw they announced kind of um, 
the next uh, like real Avenger movies down the road in a couple of years, and so I think they're kind of building for that. So that's kind of what I think of the whole situation right now. Ooh, I love that. I, that's a lot better than even I was willing to give it, but I like that. And I also agree. I actually like that they finally named the next Avengers films because I've been just, my biggest takeaway this whole thing is. So I read the article that there's been more hours of content since Avengers Endgame than everything before it. And like, there's been nothing tying it together. And I was like, other than like references to Avengers Endgame and the blip or whatever they call it. And it's just like, yeah, what, what's the point? What are we doing here? But I was excited to see that it sounds like they're, it's clear they're setting up Cam and the Secret Wars as the next big events. So, I, and I, I also like that they got the Shang-Chi director to do the at least one of i think the first kang film <clears throat> so i guess actually yeah. the first kang film is going to be ant-man but the first yeah, avengers kang film i saw that early the new black panther trailer uh oh, kind of thing, and so i thought looked, yeah what, what, that was gonna be my third question what did you think of the black panther trailer did you see it i mean i thought it looked interesting you know obviously they're going for a certain tone um with that lead actor who died and kind of moving on from that so i think it's like I don't want to say they're capitalizing off of his death or anything like that, but I'm hoping that they kind of handle it the right way. But I think it is going to get some attention because they have to, they were kind of forced to make that transition. Well, and that's going to be, I think an element of the story is who's that taking over the black Panther mantle. It's like, I think they're, it'll be interesting. I think they're going to approach it in a, a hot, obviously a tasteful way. It's going to really depend. The whole movie is going to depend on how they execute it. Like, but it could give the movie and this, I do not mean to say this callous, but I think you kind of mentioned it like, We've talked about it before with um, Heath Ledger dying before Dark Knight came out, and it kind of gave it like it. Sometimes yeah. it can give a movie. A, I think the right word is like a gravitas, like just it's, there's something tragic about it. Um, and what, I don't know if that's going to happen here or not. Like, and how much they're going to play into it. I, they said they weren't used reusing stuff. They, whether I, I don't know if that's true. I, I don't know if they've got unused footage, which is apparently a, a a huge rumor that there's like hours and hours of unused cut deleted scenes who knows marvel and disney are like at the cutting edge too of like the face tech with like reviving dead actors i really hope they don't do that i think it's pretty actually kind of uh tasteless when they do that unless it's like peter christian who's been dead for a long time and his family's okay with it but um without going too deep i i just the whole movie's gonna hinge on how they approach that Basically, everyone's coming back but Chadwick Boseman. And then they brought in the, um, some, I don't know, all the new actors, but they, they cast Prince Namor is the, like, evil Aquaman, I guess. But though he's not evil, he's a, more of, like, a, a tragic figure, I, I, you'd say. I, just think, I personally, I think Kugler's a really interesting director. Um, he came out of the indie world, you know, and through Sundance and stuff, and so now that he's making big commercial blockbuster movies, he's just an interesting guy to follow for me. St. Mary's alumni. Uh, I went to yeah. college a couple of years before me, so I've always had my eye on him. And yeah, I, I think he's he, he's a really interesting director. So I'm hoping he. Uh, I feel like it, he'll handle everything in a, in a tasteful way, and hopefully, hopefully make a great movie. I like that. I do think I think that is going to be. And I'm excited for the Ant Man film. I want to see some footage though before just the things I've heard. It sounds pretty out there, so I want to see it. But I, yeah, I, I was really excited after seeing the Black Panther two trailer. All right. Great. I think that does it. Whoa, 12 minutes. Not too bad. There you go. Short and sweet. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> All right. Uh, Seth, you want to say goodbye to your friends? Goodbye, friends. Goodbye.